Hello, everybody. We're back with the <laughs> with the Ugly Podcast with Dylan Weber and Coach Debray. Coach Debray, Coach Debray. love it. Yeah, Matthew Deberry. There we go. What's going on, guys? We're here with another week talking Georgia football, Georgia recruiting. It's game week. Got it's off. game week. It is here, man. It is here. Three days. Three days. So everyone's made it. Got an exciting game up ahead against. The notorious Austin P. Legendary Austin P. Coming coming to Athens. So um, apparently, we'll apparently in the FCS ranks, they actually are like kind of legendary. Maybe not legendary, but like a very good team. I don't even know where 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 do they play. I don't know. I, I actually don't know. Um, oh. <laughs> I I know very little about them. <laughs> same same here. We're supposed to get predictions later, so that that'll be great. But well, um, I mean, I was like. What's the prediction like? Georgia should stop them. Yeah, I, I, I got a little score prediction that uh, I'll give out later. But first, um, let's talk receivers real quick. Um, what's the latest on Terry Godwin? Um, so it's something with his calf, apparently. Um, Kirby keeps saying questionable, but he missed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday practice. That's really questionable, then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he question- ain't playing. Yeah. <laughs> Questionable to a very like high degree. I mean, actually, no, no, it's not questionable in my opinion. I, it seems like he's not playing. I mean, why? Right. Why would you play him? He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. So, I, the big question is South Carolina. I mean, obviously, he shouldn't play this Saturday. Is he going to be ready for Carolina? Has Kirby mentioned anything? I mean, what are, what are you saying? What are you hearing? Well, Kirby, if you ask Kirby, he's one week at time. He's focused on Austin Peay. Right. That's it. Um, I have no idea. I think – I don't know if he'll be able to go against South Carolina, but I think he'll be practicing at least by then. I mean, he's kind of been out in and out of practice, and I think he just re-aggravated it, which is a little scary, but it's not, like, long-term scary. I think you just got to give him his time to get ready. But I think he'll be okay. Um, I don't know. The body type of Terry Godwin is a little scary, though, to me. Um, Definitely. He's um... – He'll he'll put the ball on the ground here and there. Um, he'll lose it a little bit, but he he does bring a lot to the table. But it's a very deep group, you know. We talked about that before. So someone will step up in, in his place. Uh, I mean, you know, it's yeah, a big yeah. opportunity for a lot of these guys to step up. I mean, of course, you got you got Meikle and Riley Ridley. Those guys will be like the two stepping up big time. But I mean, who's going to step up in that third role? What are you thinking there? Demetrius Robertson is going to play again. I don't know if he's going to get more touches than Ridley or Hardman or Godwin when he comes back, but he's definitely going to have a role. Uh, I like Matt Landers a lot. I'd, I'd like to see him reach that potential. He's got the size and he's a, di- a big time red zone weapon with his length. I'd like to see him kind of get it together and, and take it from the other guys and, and earn that spot. But whoever earns it is going to have to beat out some pretty talented receivers. And again, I, I, I like um, Crumpton a lot. I know he, oh, it's very limited Crumpton. on where you can play him. But yeah, I mean, he's pretty solid every time I've seen him in that uh, the open fan practice. He was really good. Um, he, he small guy, but he's dependable. He's got some reliable hands and uh, can take it the distance, as we saw a little bit last year. So I'd like to see him get some touches here and there. I don't know if it'll happen, but I mean, we'll see. It's just hard to get a guy like him who's kind of like, uh, he's more of a you know, run after catch guy, small guy, yeah. when you're going with Terry and Meikle, who kind of already have that, just yeah. with more size. Um, exactly. 
I mean, one thing this this group is really missing, though. What seems like, I mean, you mentioned Matt Landers, but I don't know if they're gonna if they trust him enough yet. I know they've tried to get him, the coaching staff, um, to be that red zone guy. They might not. Uh, Jeremiah Holliman. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you have guys, several guys who have the size, but you wonder, like, are they going to, is Georgia going to go to him this early in the season? Are they going to call on Matt Landers to go one-on-one on a guy and to go to the corner of the end zone? Are they going to trust him? Um, I think at some point they're going to need to. I mean, you lose Javon Wims, who was great at that stuff. I mean, he's like, you can see Jake Fromm sometimes would just throw it up and hope, and, I mean, he came down with it pretty often. Definitely. I think they're going to try to run over everyone. I don't think they're going to be super pass-happy uh, against Austin P. But I, I think Justin Fields will play a lot in the second half. He'll have an opportunity to throw it around a little bit. So I think a lot of the young receivers um, in the second half uh, can do some damage. And uh, we'll see who stands out. Well, so Tommy Bush, that's one person. I, I know the coaching staffs really kind of liked his work effort throughout this year. But I wonder... It, you think he's a guy that they're going to turn to this early, not, or not turn to? I but think this year you, he's a little skinny, but he the talent's there. Do you the think, talent's there. I mean, well, do you think he's going to play? Maybe I, I think they're all going to play with the new rule. I mean, you can play a few games That's, and yeah. still be shirted. So, yeah, I I could see him getting in there and some cleanup action against you know, an Austin P or UMass, uh, the flame team they play at the end of the year, something like that. Maybe against Vanderbilt at the end. So. Um, I think a lot of guys are ahead of him. Again, super fast. He's got great size. Uh, probably a year or two still away from making a big impact, but I'm sure we'll see him out there a little bit. Dude, I forgot about UMass. That's the game, that game is just such like a buzzkill, like in it's, the middle of the season. It's, it's definitely like, a buzzkill. It's like, is that in November? That's like before Tech, isn't it? Yeah, and oh. all the analysts are going to hate on Georgia that week. Uh, I'm sure... I don't know what the rest of the college football schedule looks like that week. I hope there's a lot of other teams playing scrubs. If everyone else is playing some big-time conference game rivalry and then you look at Georgia playing UMass, it's not going to look good from a national perspective to play a game that late in the year. So, Yeah, uh, that's uh, – I don't like that. But we'll talk about that later on. Um, Quarterback-wise, I mean, so – Obviously, Jake Fromm's the starter. Kirby won't say that, but he'll he'll say that he's taken almost all of the first-team reps. Um, What I thought was more interesting was that he said that they didn't have a specific way to get in Justin Fields. Do you you buy that? No, I'm not buying that at all. They've got a specific plan for him. I think he's going to have some plays in the red zone. I think they plan on using him a lot in the second half. Uh, again, it's it's different because obviously they've got a different plan for him for Austin P than they do South Carolina. I think he's going to play in every game. I think he's got a package, and uh, he's going to make some plays. And the more plays he makes, the more he's going to play. I, I'm not I'm not calling it a quarterback controversy. It's still Jake Fromm's team, yeah. but they definitely have a plan for Justin Fields. I mean, like I just like I know Justin Fields came in saying like, oh, he wanted to compete for the job, but he wouldn't come in here knowing that he's just going to be a backup quarterback and that's it i mean he's got too much to offer to just sit there and watch most games until they're kicking ass or until jake Fromm gets hurt i mean i think you got exactly. you got he use needs experience if somewhere like that to happen you need, you would like justin to come in with some type of experience uh in game so he needs to play for well, sure i think one thing we could see from him is kind of like how florida used 
Tebow their freshman year. It's like they get in the red zone or it's like third and one, fourth and one, and they use him and they, they just run a QB power kind of thing with him. Because, I mean, you look at the running backs and you don't really – I mean, Elijah Holyfield is probably your best between the tackles guy. You're, you know, running up the middle. And he's 215 pounds. And, yeah. I mean, so I think, Justin, I think we could see that. And maybe you get in a little jump pass action once you start – or getting teams to buy in that he's your fourth and one kind of guy. Yeah, I think he'd be really, really good at that. And uh, yep, he's so he is big, he is fast. He's definitely a, a solid goal line type. If Urban Meyer had him, Urban Meyer would be using him just like he used Tebow. And um, I think they're very comparable uh, in that way. So bringing up Urban Meyer, huh? Hey, I mean, I, from, I, a, from a football's perspective, I mean, yeah. That guy went on a rant today. That uh, Zach coach. Smith. Oh, goodness. God, that was terrible. He I started joining early this morning. That was pretty. That was pretty crazy to read. Dude, but, um, he put the, nuts. the picture of his kids on there. That was awful. That was really bad. Oh uh, yeah, I, that's the last person I want to be right now. Is is that guy? He's he's taking a bunch of heat for that. Um, but moving on, um, let's talk a little bit of recruiting. Um, obviously I went up to Pittsburgh, not a big fan of, of Pittsburgh. The city was cool. Downtown area was cool, but a lot of Hills, very industrial, um, a lot of windy roads, a lot of people that can't drive up there. I basically thought I was in West Virginia, so I, I couldn't live up there. Nice little town, but from the game perspective, went to see Nolan Smith, arguably the top player in the entire country. And he's really, really good Dylan. I've, I've seen him a lot. I've seen him for play for two two and a half years now and he's getting better and better he's almost he was unblockable friday night and he definitely looked like the top player in the country or at least one of them definitely top five probably pushing for that one spot i mean he's really good Did you see anyone um well so uh, question about um nolan i mean i remember when we were at the opening he seemed kind of small for six three two thirty five i mean but he, like he doesn't look that way to me he looks right he right. looks kind of slim almost. Yeah, he's he, he, yeah, he's not the biggest guy. Um, he's lean. I wouldn't say slim. Yeah, I'd yeah. say lean. Um, but he's he's quick, man. He is really quick off the edge. He's fast too. Uh, I think he ran like a four five at two hundred thirty five pounds, two forty. Um, he plays a position well. He's strong. He plays with leverage. He's got different types of moves that he, he gets going on to, to beat the tackle. It's not like he's just speed or just power. He, he brings a lot to the position there. So he was really good. I mean, so what does he play there, and what do you think he'll play at Georgia? The end or outside linebacker? He played defensive end uh, for IMG. I think he's going to play outside linebacker. A little too small, I think, to play that defensive end role. It seems like Kirby and the staff wants to go bigger at dn with you know your big yeah, time pass yeah. rushers you know brenton cox walter grant nolan smith types rushing from the outside and send the edge when they need to but so i think yeah outside linebacker georgia is where i see that. um well how was the the pittsburgh team where they they're playing i know img plays mostly just i don't know it was a, a bunch of white kids they just they got their ass kicked um <laughs> it, it's like the number one program in pennsylvania um i went and had lunch at a local place right down the street from the high school and everyone was in there tailgating a little bit not necessarily tailgating but they were pounding down some beers they were ready for the game and did you join the I, tailgate uh <laughs> i enjoyed in maybe a beverage or two yeah i had to pick pittsburgh's finest uh beverage and 
and I was working with Dean's big old camera, so I knew uh, I had to get some good shots in, and uh, so I was ready. I think I got some good ones. I got to download them and get them up on uh, on the site. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're a good team. I'm sure they destroy teams in Pennsylvania. Big old white kids, but I mean, the game was over after the first quarter. It was like, easy to, easy to see. Football in Pennsylvania. That's a, um, so I, I'm going to Rhode Island on Friday, and. I was writing in like our, our Friday feelings thing. I was like, if this kid, Xavier Truss, he's six seven and a half, yeah. offensive tackle, three hundred fifty pounds. I wrote, I was just like, I mean, if he's not dominating in Rhode Island, then like I just, I there's, I don't think he'll ever play at Georgia. Like that's just my expectation, and I I feel like football in Rhode Island is probably somewhat similar to Pennsylvania, probably worse in Rhode Island, honestly. Probably worse. I, I've got a big question mark on Xavier Trust. Yes, he's massive, and I'm sure he's done well at the camps up there, but yes, you should dominate uh, when you're that size in Rhode Island, and I haven't seen him pass protect either. It's not like they're up there throwing the football around. I mean, yeah. It, I, so he, he's a good run blocker because of his size, and he can overpower you in the run game, but I don't know if he can bend, and I don't know if he can pass protect against some of these elite defenders that he's going to be going up against when he gets down here. You know? I mean, so I, I think it will definitely be a project. It, I haven't even seen him play, but I would just have to guess. I mean, you look at Isaiah Wilson, and that dude was you know, very athletic, same size, I think a little slimmer. Um, I think he's more 320, 330 than 350. Which is saying a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, I mean, and he was, people thought he was going to come in and play right away, but it took him a year. And he's playing now, but I mean, Xavier Trust I think is a little less regarded, and I think it, he could be a two, like maybe even three year project. I mean, yeah, um, yeah, it, it definitely a project, and they're going after offensive linemen that they can develop. None of them, and these guys in the twenty nineteen or twenty twenty class are going to be asked to come in and play early on the offensive line. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just not there. So he's definitely a guy they're going to have to develop and. If they can, get him in that weight room, develop his body a little bit, teach him how to pass protect. Um, he could be a good one down the road, but I'm not expecting him to make any type of impact, you know, his first couple years at least. But uh, one guy I do like that you spent some time with is um, yep, Roger Jones. Um, 2020 commit at Lithonia. Um, we've seen it. You know him a good bit now. You went and watched him play. We did the photo yeah. shoot, and you hung out with him this weekend, right? Yeah, I um – He's on the side. He he's a paintball referee. Him and the the kicker of Lithonia High School are big time paintball players. And um, that's so random and so it, awesome at this it, time. It was incredibly random. And it, like I remember, he told us that we were do- Dean and I were doing the photo shoot with him. And he was like, "How long is this going to take?" And we were like, uh, "Not too long. I mean, you got to be somewhere. Like, do we need to hurry it up?" And he's like, "Yeah, I just got to be at work." And we were like, "Oh, where do you work?" And he was like, "Oh, at this paintball place." And we were just like, "What? Like you?" 6'6", 300-pound Broderick Jones, you're working at a paintball place? And he was like, yeah. And then, so I went out this weekend, played with him, and, um, you know, I, I really thought he was going to be an easier target because of his size, but he was really good at paintball. We played, like, so, five or six rounds, and he, he didn't get shot. He never got shot. So so he you were playing with him. He wasn't, like, officiating, right? Yeah, he was playing. He said he took work off this week so he could play with me. <laughs> that's awesome so yeah Broderick is a big dog push fan uh now I think uh, yeah oh definitely after that we're in good with him and he's a good player too man he's easily top 50 top 
30 player in the country. Mm-hmm. I think I've got him in that like six or seven range in the state. I'd like to go see him uh, play on a Friday night soon, see if uh, he can rise in, in those rankings. Really strong 2020 group. Um, he, he's got to bulk up a little bit. I think he's he's listed at 280 right now, which is definitely not what you want at your tackle spot. Um, and he's 6'6", so you could tell. But, I mean, once he gets to Georgia, I mean, Scott Sinclair is going to get him up to 300, 320 quick, I bet. Yeah. Um, sorry, yeah, Ronald Acuna just got thrown at again, the Braves phenom pitcher. I mean, everyone's thrown at the kid. They, they, 100 miles an hour, threw it right under his chin. First first pitch of the game, again. Today, against the Rays? Yeah, against the Rays. First pitch of the ball game, they throw it 100 mile an hour right up in, right up in his grill. It, it's unbelievable, but... Back to football. That, wait, does, that, he have, that was does he have a bad reputation? Like, that, nah, he's like, like 20, years, 20 years old. He has fun playing the game, and he's, I mean, I mean, he's, he's been really the, good from what I've seen. Yeah, he's going to be player of the month in August probably in the National League. He's killing it, and they're all trying to peg him. It, it's unreal. But uh, the, back to the, the paintball and everything. Um, but Broderick Jones is a really good player, and you saw him, what, a couple weeks ago play? Yeah, I did. Um, he was dealing – with a he he cut open his shin somehow and he got that stitched up so he was only playing on defense uh played a little bit of offensive tackle really just when they needed him to play tackle um, right he is not nearly as good as a defensive end as he is a tackle um, right right but at Lithonia he's you know probably one of the most athletic kids on the team so they're gonna throw him wherever they can yeah they're not really known for pumping out a ton of kids over in Lithonia, but um, well, this, this is my third year in Georgia, and I heard about that school for the first time <laughs> because of him. Yeah, not, not the best part of town either. But um, what's going on? Um, so what else we got? What else we got? Moving right along here. Um, um yeah. Well, what high school game are you seeing tomorrow? Uh, Friday, tomorrow sorry, Friday. Over, uh, Marietta. Marietta tomorrow. Obviously, they got a lot of really good. Players, Eric Gilbert's my top 2020 kid um, in the state of Georgia. Uh, BJ Ojolari, younger brother of Aziz, uh, Georgia likes him a lot too. Real lean outside linebacker type, so it'll be interesting to watch him. So I'm going to get in some shots of those guys. Harrison Bailey, um, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Um, Ramel Keaton's going to Tennessee, a receiver I like a lot. So a lot of talent on the field. And, yeah, like I said, I'll be up in Rhode Island watching Xavier Truss, and probably only Xavier Truss. I can't imagine anyone else there is um, going to be highly recruited by the SEC. Or I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, you'll be back in time for Austin P. Again, we, we don't know much about them <laughs> at I, all. I, don't think, I know Kirby mentioned that they like to run the option a lot, and you could see that in practice. They were working right. against that, trying to you know defend – on the out, they were holding like the outside linebackers and DNs were working on holding the edge, making sure that on read options the quarterback would hand off, and then dealing with triple options. Um, but yeah, that's about really all I know. Probably should I probably should have done a little more research on him again. I don't know much about him. I've been trying to prep a little bit for South Carolina, the big game. I mean, that's like that's week. what everyone's thinking about. Like, yeah, you know. the Kirby and the team is too. They got South Carolina on their mind. Um, this is just the the tune-up game is what they call it. I'm thinking. Well, th- I mean, that's what I, that's what I've yeah. been saying. I I think it's just going to be a very active live scrimmage, kind of a live practice. Um, they'll get to try out a lot of different things because I think they got to, you know, try and fill in some gaps. Because 
I think there's still some question marks at who's going to play middle linebacker next to um, Natrez Patrick. And, you is, know, who's going to Is gonna, he going to play Saturday? Natrez? Yeah. Uh, Kirby said we're handling it within. And so I asked around and I asked if him or Gibbs would be suspended. And from what I heard, it sounded like no. Well, good. That means they're doing the right things and all that. So, yeah, Natrez is big. I think he is big, and he needs to be out there. Um, obviously, they're going to they're gonna whoop Austin P. with or without him, but he's going to be needed for South Carolina, LSU, Florida, and, and beyond. Um, he, he's a really good player when he wants to be. But, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like I, a I think he has 51 really... to 6. Okay. 6. I mean, so I was thinking, yeah, I, I thought 51 for Georgia um, put up a – ton of touchdowns and then let Rodrigo kick one field goal probably like early on. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I was thinking 10. I think maybe Austin P gets like a field goal early on and then when they're rolling a bunch of different people in on in the fourth quarter, um, maybe they slip in a touchdown against all the younger guys and you'll watch Kirby go berserk exactly. after, after they lit up a touchdown up 48 points. It'll be classic Kirby. Um I know a lot of people were saying, are, are they going to shut him out or not? I do think Austin Peel put up some points. I, I guess that's more of a gut feeling. You know, I don't know much about him. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like like with games like this, it's like, yeah, like I, I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt. So yeah. I'd say they'll put up some points. Yes, I'm actually leaving at halftime of the game. I'm going to watch Ryan Davis play over at Milton. Kid plays in Orlando, four-star linebacker commit. Uh, really good player. He's a big kid, can run and hit. Uh, really nice pickup for Georgia, but he's playing up in Milton, and so and so I, this, is, this is the only time you'll get to see him. Yeah, I definitely don't want to go down to Orlando to watch this kid. So he is playing in the Metro Atlanta area. So at the halftime of the Georgia game, I'm driving over to Milton and I'll watch Ryan play, get some shots of him, and talk to him after. So we'll get that out of the way. We've we've seen a lot of players this August. It's been a well, yeah. So yeah, you went and saw Nolan Smith up in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, Dean went out to Kansas and uh, Nashville. Saw, uh, Jermaine Johnson. He went to Nashville, too? Yeah, he stopped by there. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to have to do that trip when he first brought it up. Thank God I just had to go to Pittsburgh. But Dean um, put in the miles and, and hours uh, going to see those guys. Yeah, so. well, and he's going to New Orleans on Friday to go see John Emery. Uh, yeah, John Emery's really good. That, that should be a, a pretty impressive. Well, so. And at first, like when he first committed, I was like, Okay, that's it's a, it's always a good pickup, five star running back. But I mean, it didn't seem as necessary. But now with the Zamir injury, it you know if Zamir can't come back from it, and I I really hope he can. I mean, I I'd hate to see that happen. Um, but if I mean if he does struggle to come back from it, then John Emery is a really big pickup for him. Definitely, I still think they need two in this class. They need to sign two running backs every class, in my opinion. I mean, backs go down. I mean. It seems like every great Georgia back goes through an ACL, too. I mean, Todd Gurley, yeah. Keith Marshall, Nick Chubb, uh, Zamir White. I mean, running backs get hurt. You need two of them every class. You need two good ones every class. So, well, I mean, and you look at the the Zamir injury, I think it's like, okay. Like, people are looking at it and they're like, that's bad. Like, it sucks to lose him, but it's not the end of the world. Um, but, I mean, if they lose another one of these guys, if one of them goes down and gets hurt, then you're really only looking at, like, three legitimate running backs and then you're gonna have to throw Prather Hudson in there the the walk-on number 24 um yeah I don't think he's a, a legitimate SEC running back he's a good special teams player but I think he's a great fifth running back 
uh, <laughs> for him. A very so, great role for him. He's a really he's really good at that fifth running back spot. Um, so we'll see. I re, I know Kirby doesn't want to have to put Prather Hudson in there if we're not playing UMass or Austin P. So, but they'll be okay. Um, you're a Texas guy, so let, let's go into this real quick. I don't know where we are with time or anything, but I know I I, I want to hear your opinion on Texas Longhorns and the Aggies. Oh, Johan Camargo uh, three three-run homer for the Braves real quick. Just want to get that out there. That's my quick, boy. Quick Braves yeah. update. Y'all will be getting this a day after the game. Um. <laughs> that, that's fun. Sorry, that was exciting. <laughs> but uh, talk about the Longhorns and Aggies real quick. Who are they playing and season prediction for both of those? Because we're going to be talking about this. We're going to be talking about, a lot about Georgia football, but we're going to have the, the side Longhorns-Aggie debate for you, which I think is going to be fun throughout the year. Well, so let me just start. This is completely unbiased. This has nothing to do that with how I grew up in Austin my whole life and support the Longhorns that whole time and that, you know, I have a hatred for A&M, so let's just get that out of the way. That being right. said, I think A&M is going to get just absolutely killed by Northwestern State. I mean, it's just, it's, it's not <laughs> like, you know, it is just too much chaos around that program. And Northwestern State is, you know, I don't know much about Austin people. I know a lot about Northwestern State. I know they have heart. They've um, got, they, they play tough. They're a tough nose team. They play hard. And you think they're going to give the Aggies a run for their money? Um, Actually, that, though, if we're if we're just getting to it, I mean, I think I I really hate to say it, but I think I don't think the Jimbo Fisher at A and M thing is going to be great. I mean, it's not going to be seventy five. It's not going to be seventy five million dollars worth of it, but it will be good. I mean, I bet he can maybe in the next like five years can get a ten win season in there maybe once. Um, I think they're going to live like third and fourth in the SEC West for the foreseeable future. Yeah. No, that's I just mean, me. They're going to live in the middle of the West. They're not going to win the West anytime soon, I don't think, but they're not going to be in last and place. Like, it, it won't be like – it's not like they're going to be like doing bad. I think they'll probably you know, consistently eight and four. They'll, they'll be just doing what Kevin Sumlin did, just now paying a guy a lot more right. money. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're still going to have quarterback turnover pretty much every year. They're going to have five stars come in. A lot of them aren't going to make it and transfer elsewhere. That's just what A&M does. Uh, it seems like more than any other program. They get all these guys in, half of them transfer out. Then they get someone to transfer in, you know, at, <laughs> somewhere I mean, to yeah, I mean, pull yeah, back. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. They're, they're tough to keep up with. So they're not a very stable program right now. I mean, um, and, and you hope – I mean, like, I, I don't hope. But um, A&M fans hope that Jimbo Fisher can kind of stop that. I mean, they need another quarterback. The guys they have right now are – not that great. I think with Kellen Mon, I think his name is, and um, uh, he's going to be the starter. I remember watching him last he's year. He's all right. He's all right. He's okay. But he's if, a- if Jimbo wants to live up to a $75 million deal, they're going to have to do better than okay going up against Alabama and Auburn. Yeah, um, I, I do like the quarterback they got in, Zach uh, Calzada. He's the number one quarterback in Georgia, and he got a Georgia offer uh, this spring. Um, he's committed to Texas A&M, but he's pretty good. I like him more and more. I met him and his dad a few years ago, so it was really good to see him go from zero offers to a whole bunch of SEC offers real quick this past summer. He's going to A&M. Um, he's a good-looking quarterback prospect, though. But um, what about the Longhorns real quick? Uh, I was going to uh, say, let's get off A&M. I've talked enough. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, Texas, I think if you'd ask a Texas fan, they're going to say, oh, Tom Irwin's going to lead us 10-2. and two. I mean, we're going to be great this year. Um, honestly, though, I think 8-4 and four is probably a realistic goal to achieve. 9-3, and three, I think, would be overachieving. 
seven and five would be a little disappointing. Anything less than that is, you know, you start looking at Tom Herman, wondering if he really is the guy there. Um, I think he is. I think it was a good hire. I think it was the right hire. And I think if he can't get it turned around, I mean, I don't know. They've got a they got a big issue. I think he's a guy who should be able to turn that program around and I think compete so too. with Oklahoma. When's the last time they beat the Sooners? Um, they always beat them in really weird years. Yeah. Um, they it's random years. Yeah, they didn't win last year. Almost did. I think it was a really close game. Um, was it two years ago? Maybe then two or three years ago. Um, they Somewhat. always they they always beat them when it's like they really should not. Um, right. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I remember Case McCoy, younger brother Cole McCoy, somehow <laughs> ended up as the starter at Texas for just for like three years. Was not good. Um, and he beat them one year. And I remember so the the week before that. I saw him at a music festival, and he was he was um, double fist and two Bud Light tall boys, and I was just like, "Yo, Case!" Like, boy. I was like, "Case, go, you know, go kick some ass against the Sooners next week." And he he was about eight o'clock at night. And he was still wearing sunglasses. He's like, "Yeah, I got it," and he won the next week. He won. I I could hang out with Case. That sounds fun. Um, yeah. So but, moving along. Um, we, there are some big games this upcoming weekend. It's the over in Georgia, obviously, against Austin P. We know what's going to happen there. Yeah, that's a, there are some big games. Washington and Auburn, who do you got in that one? Like, Auburn can't win and Mercedes-Benz. Do you, think, do you think they pull it off this time or they go 0-3? No, I think, I think they go 0-3. I think Washington wins. I think it's a really good game. I think it's the best game of this week, honestly. Um and I think Washington barely edges it out. Uh, I like Jake Browning a lot. Um, Chris Peterson, I really like too. I think they win. I think Auburn ends up having a slightly disappointing year, eight and five, nine or eight and four, nine and three kind of year. I think Auburn's defensive line is going to be the big X factor in this game. I think they get a close win over Washington thanks to their defensive line. And, and, and Stidham's, Stidham's good. I don't think he's going to lose the game for them, but I think Auburn's defense is going to be the key there. So I, I um, really like Stidham, honestly. I think he's really good. I mean, yeah, I, he's, he's, he's pretty good. I don't know if he's NFL good, but he's a very good college quarterback. There's no doubt about that. Um, how many points does West Virginia beat Tennessee by? Oh, I think that's going to be brutal, man. I think, I it's, think it's going to be brutal, too. I, think, I really do. I think Will Greer is really good. I, I mean, it like the the Florida Georgia game. I think I think Georgia would still win, but I think it would be interesting if he was still the quarterback there. Um, but I They'd mean, be I, a lot better. He he's he's really good. He I think is. he's really good, and I think he. I honestly, I bet he puts up at least three touchdowns against Tennessee. I think they win by twenty four. West Virginia beats Tennessee by at least twenty four points. I don't think it's going to be that close. Yeah, I can see that. I would say. I'm going to go with 21 because I don't okay. want to be the same as you. But. There you go. Um, Michigan-Notre Dame. I think this will be a really good game too. Um, I'm still a believer in Harbaugh, especially now with Shea Patterson. I think Shea Patterson is really, really good. And I This think, is his best team for sure. Yeah. I think – I mean, this is this will be the year if you know Harbaugh has it or not. As, um, I think he does. I think they figure it out. Um and I think they win their uh, their side of the conference, honestly. Oh, not so fast, my friend. I, I like Notre Dame in this one. You got a good feeling. Um, Notre Dame's going to be ready. I think they're getting better and better. We saw they were a really good team last year. They were really tough to beat at times. Um, I think Michigan comes in over cocky. 
overconfident, I guess, is uh, the, the better term. I think Notre Dame beats them. Notre Dame, uh, I think, gets the job done. So should be should be a good one. Um, I'm still not a believer in Brian Kelly. I, I, I don't know. He'll stump his toe against two other teams later <laughs> in the regular season, but I think they'll pull this one out. Um, yeah, real quick, a recruit just texted me right now saying he'll be in Athens this weekend. Terrence Ferguson, young kid, 2021 class. He's a, he's a sophomore down at Peach County, but he's a guy who could be a top 100 player in the country for that class. Uh, but that just popped up on my phone, so I wanted to – Get that out there. It won't be the biggest group of recruits. There, um, a few commits will be there. Rylan Goody's going to be there. Trevon Walker's going to be there. Warren McClendon is bringing a, a highly regarded teammate in the 2022 class, Savian Ellis, that I like. Um, Broderick Jones did not tell me he was going to be there, but Nazir Sackhouse, 2020 commit that we've seen, is going to be there. Um, Jamil Burroughs, 2020 defensive line commit that they just got on Saturday is going to be there. So solid group, but not a ton of those big major 2019 targets. I think they're going to come up for a better game. Yeah, and that makes I mean, sense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, what, what games do you think they'd come up for? Probably Auburn? Tennessee and Auburn. Um, those will probably be the two big ones. Uh, it doesn't seem like a lot of recruits go to the, the, the Georgia-Georgia Tech game every year. Uh, some will, but Auburn and Tennessee appear to be the two big ones. Um, going back back to um, the college football games, we got one more. Miami, LSU, who do you got there? I think Miami. Uh, I don't. I think LSU at 25, I, I don't know if I agree with that. Um, I don't either. I, I, don't I, think, I think, yeah, I think they're okay. Um, I mean, Fighting Mark Ricks get it done. I'm with you there. They yeah. got a good team. They got a yeah, good team. I think they're solid. I don't think they're really playoff guys. I think they'll be. No. I think they'll be about as good as last year, honestly. Maybe a tad bit worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I like the freshman that Jaron Williams from Central Gannett. He's not going to start this year, but I think he's got a bright future for them uh, down the road. I like him a lot. So, um, anything else you want to talk about, Dylan? No. Anything on your mind? All right, turn on the Braves. It's a tie game, and we'll, we'll talk more Dude, about that. if I had cable, I would. That's I'll right. figure it out. All I'll, right. I'll, I'll keep you posted. So. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. That will conclude our second episode of the Ugly Podcast. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks.